Ernest, what's up? Look, in the world of personal finance management, finding the right tool is crucial. If you've been relying on Mint to keep your personal finances in check, I got a mix of news for you. Mint is closing down. But here's a silver lining. Monarch Money is stepping up as the go-to financial app and users, including myself, are making the switch with a smile. Before Monarch, juggling my finances felt like navigating a stormy sea. Other apps either lacked features or were too cumbersome. Then came Monarch Money. Its ease of use, powerful features, and sleek design turned financial management from a chore into a breeze. The constant updates, well, that's the cherry on top. But what truly set it apart for me was its collaboration feature. Money matters constrain relationships, but Monarch brings peace to the table. The app's collaboration tools allowed my partner and I to seamlessly manage our finances together. We aligned on our budgets, tracked our cash flow, and even planned our future goals all in one place. Speaking of goals, be it saving for a down payment, your dream vacation, or your children's education, Monarch simplifies it all. It's no wonder the Wall Street Journal hailed it as the best budgeting app. This isn't just an app. It's the next generation of personal finance management, ad-free, intuitive, and always evolving with you in mind. Now look, Monarch isn't just another app. It's the all-in-one solution. From effortlessly importing your data from Mint to customizing your dashboard to your heart's content, Monarch respects your privacy with a strict no-ads, no-data-selling policy. This is financial management as it should be, focused on you. Look, after trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's a top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash Mondays. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash Mondays for your extended 30-day free trial. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. EYL University is the biggest online platform for education, but it's much, much more. It's actually a community. Our private Facebook group has over 8,000 members and 20 infinity groups. The students teach themselves just as much as the professors do. We have weekly webinars. We have over 100 past webinars. You get access to MG The Mortgage Guy's Real Estate Blueprint. You get access to monthly financial planning calls with yours truly. You get access to our monthly group chat investment calls and much, much more. So. Go to EYLUniversity.com right now and take advantage of our limited offer, blowout sales, 65% off of the annual membership. EYLUniversity.com right now. First and foremost, shout out to Detroit. And obviously last week we said that we were in Detroit and we ran into this building called Ally. So this episode of Market Mondays is brought to you by Ally Financial. Ally is an option if you're looking to bank or invest. Ally Financial is a leading digital financial service company with passionate customer service and innovative financial solutions. They are relentlessly focused on doing it 
right? Doing it right is the slogan here and they live by it. And being a trusted financial service provider to both customers and communities. Get with Ally to make the most of your money so you can save, invest, and spend on things that matter to you. Shout out to the team at Ally Financial. Obviously, we got a big episode. Yeah, my man yeah. Greg Self, his Instagram is Greg G, Greg with two Gs, Self, WK. No, that's the old one, that's the old one. He's, he's like music. Bunny tattoos or something okay. like that. We'll put it, we'll put, we'll, it, we'll put it in, we'll get it in there. But shout out to Ally. Of course, we have the president of investing. The queen. The ally that is coming on. Um, so we aren't going to waste any more time. We're gonna give the mantle to Ian to let him do his thing. And then uh, we will bring in our esteemed guests in about 20 minutes. And Ian, yeah, as I'm always, sorry. as you're getting ready, I'm gonna do our disclaimer really quickly for Market Mondays. Do your own research, folks. Our content is intended to be used and must be used for informational purposes only. It's very important to do your own analysis before making any investment based on your own personal circumstances. You should take independent financial advice from a professional in connection with or independently research and verify any information that you find on our show and wish to rely upon, whether for the purpose of making an investment decision or otherwise. This is a message brought to you by the good folks at Earn Your Leisure and the good brother Ian Dunlap, the master investor. AKA trade over. We going with that? Did we hey, trademark we that? Go, yeah. We need to very soon. <laughs> shout, shout out to my guy who gave it to me. I appreciate you dealing. All right, let me know if you guys can see my screen. Yeah, before I get we got it. you. All right, bet. Let me maximize. All right. Um, honestly, I don't have too much more to say. Um, if you guys have not watched the Mark Cuban episode, please do so. This will be a continuation and final part to that. This is called The Last Dance. I'm giving you everything else you need to be a great investor on your own. But first disclaimer, please do not remix, reproduce, redistribute any content without written permission. Um, we don't need that. Subscribe to my YouTube, just type in Ian Dunlap and I'll post some videos once in a while. I'll be dropping those master lessons for sure Friday um, evening for you guys as well. Um, Red Panda Real Estate is coming soon. So for those of you that are interested in investing, I'm gonna gather uh, my dad, Kiana, some of the legends. Um, of course, we're going to have Matt do the mortgages, but I'm going to grab uh, some people that I love and in this journey to building some units. Um, if you guys are interested, that'll come out sometime in August. This is not a paid program. Uh, we will invest collectively together. So if you're excited about that, put fire in chat. Um, Red Panda Crypto Club, you guys can join in June. If you didn't think that the prices were going to hit, when I called him a couple weeks ago when Mike was on, and then they did this past week and last week, um, the Dream Team and I are putting those prices together for you. And then let's go. Uh, any support that you guys need, go to joinredpanda.com, and all support requests will be handled there from now on. Okay, so lesson one. Here's the harsh truth. This is for my serious investors. Most do not want to invest. Most want to gamble. I want you to make the decision tonight. Are you going to gamble? and just throw money at assets that come up on Twitter, IG, Discord, Telegram, or are you gonna try and master this actual craft? For those of you that are down now, and if this is your first time into the market and you're losing, I apologize, but go watch your homework and your scholarship is here. Go watch every episode of Market Mondays, every quality company that is on planet Earth. I pretty much called out or we've called out collectively and it'll give you the blueprint that you need to be able to win. Uh, real time in the market. Write this down. Uh, kudos to the brother who highlighted this. 
So we talked about the yearly open before. So it sets the tone and it tells you where the market actually opened up at. If you use this, put yes in chat. An indicator that you need to add is the yearly open. So I kept quizzing everyone. What do you think Bitcoin is going to drop to? Because everyone doesn't have access to my crystal ball. It's locked away in that vault in Atlanta that uh, the Coca-Cola recipe is and, and where Ash Cash records. But Bitcoin is probably going to slide back to that open. And if you look for most companies, they either slide back to a couple places, want to support, of course, the levels for the crystal ball, but the yearly open will give you a great indicator. If a asset has run up too much, where it, it will slide back down to. Please write yearly open in chat. Lesson number three, if you are undisciplined, only take 12 trades on a year. <clears throat> this applies for penny stocks, for futures, for crypto, and for options. Put 12 in chat. Here's how you know if you are disciplined or not. Since Market Monday started last year, you never missed a day looking at the market. That's your answer. If you are incredibly disciplined and your win percentage is 80% or more, do 24 trades on the year. That's all you need. The biggest cancer to your account short-term when you're doing speculation is over-trading. And I was reading a book last night. I told you guys about Ed Thorpe. Now I keep the lesson short. But there is a number of trades historically when people are investing or trading that they are able to win. And once they pass this threshold, the wins begin to dwindle away and the losses begin to mount. No one in their trading plan on a retail side should have more than 50 trades planned for the year, but 24 is a sweet spot that most people can win. Um, we've talked about China's effect on Bitcoin. And I'll ask you guys this. If Bitcoin is truly a decentralized currency, could China and one person like Elon, even though Elon is acting like Trump on Twitter, could two entities have a great effect on a currency or an asset? Great investment. If you get into it at a, at a price and somebody had messaged me earlier and said, hey, uh, the key to crypto is to get in at a great price. I'm like, that's the key to every business. If you buy anything at a low enough price and you know what the true value of it is, all of your profit is where you enter. Please write down, I will be a safe investor and I will buy at great prices. Now, these are some things you need to know about how to tell a true trend. Everyone put in chat, what's the primary time frame that I've always told you guys to look at when looking at a chart? Quiz time. I want to see who's been doing their homework. Number two, real support. Real support is not on a day chart. I will tell you that it's not on a four hour. It's not on a one hour. It's not on a 15 minutes, not on a five. You have to go to a higher time frame. Google real supply and demand. I know there's a lot of people telling you about institutional levels and they have no clues what those are. But if you go back and, and look at the episode with Mike Novogratz, uh, he told you that the area that I called out was a institutional level as a retail investor. You have to then go reverse engineer to find out how I got that price. That's what a real supply and demand is. Number three, this is probably most important. The Fibonacci 50% level. So when anything hits a high, I need you to immediately mark off where the half off mark is. So if in Atlanta, we talked about it last week, if you can get a house for, there's a house right now eight for 800,000 and it's going for 400,000, would you be interested in buying that home? But when stocks are running up, everyone wants to continue to buy when it's at 97% of its value. You can't do so. On every stock, go mark off where the 50% value line is. 
for those of you that are doing options, I'm surprised that you guys do not have the put call ratio indicator on, especially if you're on trading view. So you'll see how many puts are in play versus how many calls on that particular asset. For my traders that are doing futures, you need to go look at the commitment of traders report that comes out and see how many longs there are versus how many shorts there are on the asset. That will tell you with people that are actually trading, not people just talking about it on Twitter or IG and they're lying about trading, actual money in the market, what percentage of the market is going long versus short. Um, reversion to the mean is key. So anytime something goes to a top, it's going to float back to the middle. It's also an area where you can take profit. And for those of you that like RSI, you need to do 95 over five instead of 70, 30 or 80, 20. Lesson number seven, you're panicking in areas when you should be profiting. When people are panicking like, oh my God, Troy, can you believe Bitcoin fell to 30,000? These are the areas when you have mass hysteria in which you should be looking to buy. When everyone is so hyped and so elated about an, any asset, I don't care what it is, that's the time when you should be taking profit or looking to take profit. Please write in chat, stop buying at the highs. Number eight, everyone's asked, well, how do I know what, when the high is? Google high and low indicator, whether on think or swim, TD Ameritrade. I believe E-Trade has one as well. But the high low indicator, and if you put it on the yearly, will map out what the yearly high is with the yearly low. And if you also put it on a day frame, time frame, it will map out for you over 30 days or 90 days what the high of that session is. Lesson number nine, no one wants this part, but if you want mastery, this is for you. Study four hours a day. You have to realize that your life and the trajectory of your family is gonna be decided by those who are in uh, government and politics and those that are investors that have mastered this craft. I put it earlier, uh, retirement was created for people to drive them into a welfare class. But notice every time retirement age comes up, it's always getting pushed back. So if you are not able to have enough money to retire your family, you're always gonna be at the helm and instruction of others who would dictate when you can get there. Lesson number 10, if you don't know where to get in, you can use the 72 EMA. It works on all time frames. And lesson number 11, I need you to look long-term first. I touched on this early, but I need to reiterate this. Your life will be at the mercy of those who have mastered the markets if you do not master it for yourself. Do you want your family to be in bondage or not? Put yes or no in chat. Lesson number 12. I thought this is pretty interesting when Fred Wilson, if you guys don't know who Fred Wilson is, legendary investor, um, but he says anything that China bans, invest in it. Google, YouTube, Facebook, Crunchyroll, Wikipedia, Reddit, Microsoft, OneDrive, Netflix are all example of companies that have been banned in China. Maybe Elon and Tesla would be next, but will Bitcoin be okay? Yes. But if you look at historically, the companies that China has not liked, that has given their nation access to more information, they typically ban and is usually a sign um, of a quality asset that you could invest in. And many of the greatest investors made a bulk of their lifetime gains on a few investments. It only takes a few great decisions. It's not like basketball where you have to make a great play or great decision every day. You may have eight great investments over the course of your life and be okay. You may have four, you may have 12, right? But you don't need 60 home runs in order to be safe. 
the great thing is, and this is a lesson, please write this down. If you're investing in a great asset, Apple, Microsoft, Google, NVIDIA, AMD, um, TSM, Mercado Libre, those same assets that you are, are investing in long-term, you can also trade those same assets. That way you know what the personality of it is. So for me, I like VOO, VTI, SPY, long-term, QQQ. Those are also the assets that I trade on the future side. So I like the NASDAQ future. I like the ES future because I know what the personality of them uh, are each week. Lesson 14, please listen up. People with a bag want safety and those without want risk to grow one. I'm going to tell you a secret that none of you want to hear. And I've been telling you this for weeks. Fast growth is a trap to destruction set out by those who want to see you fail. I'm telling you, you don't have to like it. And I posted this earlier. A lot of times the truth seems like hate when you're being finessed and con. But the truth is the truth. It doesn't have to be advertised. But otherwise you would have seen every billionaire and every major corporation run into every other asset. You want safety first. And even if you have a small account, you will magically find more money from your family and friends. And, and let, let's be honest. When you go to your friends and family and say, hey, I want you to invest, they'll ask you what? How are you doing? Oh, it was going all right, but I put my money in these derivatives and man, I'm down $16,000. But if you would have just got consistent gains, they would have found money to give you and say, hey, baby, I want you to help me. And that's how the small wins will add up. And I know we all want home runs, but safety is more important. Get rich slowly and safely. I put this last year, 1% improvement every day adds up. So for those of you who really want to be great at this, read every day, be on the charts every day, block out the noise because everything that's ever been written on investing has already been covered. There's nothing new. The part that is tough is that people will not execute. This happened in the 1990s, 2006, 2007, 2013. Then I went from Forex, which everybody killed me about in episode 70. Shout out to y'all. Uh, and then crypto came in and the people got destroyed. This happens in waves, but once you've been around a block a couple of times, you can see it coming a mile away. Uh, for those of you that are Bitcoin lovers or crypto lovers, check out these uh, returns. Even over a 10 year period, if you compare gold, gold is up 23% over a 10 year period. S&P is up 213, but if you look at crypto or Bitcoins, it's up 388,000%. The most important thing in this space you have to do is protect your username. Do not put it in your iCloud because your stuff can get hacked and taken. I go back and look to when I first got into Bitcoin and got caught up in the Mount Gox thing. I looked at how many coins I had and calculated it three days ago. I wanted to die. But the lesson that you learn from that, and Rashad talked about it before, defense first. Maybe if I would have picked a more reputable broker, I would be up you know, a few thousand percent easily in, a, in this passive asset. So year over year, you want to look over, look at the assets to give you the highest return. But regardless of what you invest in, if it, it is a good investment, it will go up over time. And that five and 10 year period is what you want to keep your eyes on. Lesson 16, let's talk about futures real quick. And I'm not saying everyone should do this. Read the disclaimer at the bottom. But if you do 50 contracts, and let's say you aim for 21 ticks. And I need you to practice 300 times first before you go live. I know a lot of you like, hey, I need money now. But 
acquiring and keeping money is a skill set. It's not a gamble. That's why when you guys are like, hey, what's the play? I hate the word play because I don't want to play with my money, my life, or my family. You have to master a skill set. But if you can knock 12 trades out in a row, even if it's one trade a month, you could potentially make $393,000 by trading while still long-term investing. But everything in investing is a skill set that you must master. Focus on two assets. Please write this down. Only focus on two assets and futures. Master those and you'll be good. Shout out to the dream team. Two index and two tech. Everyone, please write this down. Four assets is enough for my freedom. You don't need 22. You don't need 13. You need a quality four. And if we look at Bitcoin versus traditional assets, you can see, please write this down. Look at the drawdown periods of Bitcoin. 42%, 56, 82, 86. Now, what I want you to do from these dates, a year later, how much was the asset up in comparison? This is why. There is no risk without high reward. So if you have hyper growth, that is going to be paired with hyper drawdowns. So if an asset falls 58%, if you're risking one to make 11, what should your expected return should be? Put it in chat. Or if, you, if you're risking $1 to make 25, what is your expected return going to be? Just This is a game of math. And how many trades you would take and how many investments you would make. That's it. It's not about the charts. I asked uh, Rashad before when I was there, um, in New York at Troy's house, I was like, yo, you, you ever talk to any millionaires and the first thing they talk to you about was charts? Never. Trade selection is incredibly key. And realize the more risk that you take on, the higher probability you have of destroying your wealth. Shout out to my baby Xander, I love you. Um, I want to shout out to IG, Diva the Ruler. Um, and for those of you that have been watching Market Monday since the very beginning, and for those of you who said that you've learned more watching the show than you ever did in school, I greatly appreciate you. Um, and this final quote I thought was amazing. A little bit crass, but amazing. Success is like being pregnant. Everyone says congratulations, but no one knows how many times that you've been screwed. So for those of you that are sitting on losses right now, and that's Dan Pena's quote, um, everyone sitting on losses right now, I know it hurts. And you may even have, a, have your family telling you, hey, I told you that this investing thing was not for you. Leave that for Ian, Troy, and Rashad and trapping everybody. Use that as motivation to get better. Because truth is, the market never does anything bad to us. It gives us an opportunity to grow wealth and either we got in at a good price or we didn't. The thing I, that I love about investing is that conjecture, personal opinion, and talking does not matter. If you got in at a great price, the asset will work. If you got in at a bad one, you will learn a lesson. You either get lessons from this game or freedom. Never any losses. And this is the final lesson I want to touch on. No king builds an empire with the work ethic of a gesture. I know everybody online is trying to sell you this lifestyle that you can work two hours a day and kill it. And never, that's not true. It's not true. And I even know, uh, touched on it today. Bezos is retired. You know, he went to number two richest person and went back up. But even he is not on vacation and he's retired with billions. The path of freedom is going to come from your work ethic, your business model, selection of your partner, selection of peace. 
and investing in a couple assets and that's it but it may take you 12 or 13 hours a day so for those of you that have been working on your craft and feel like you are not where you want to be yet your time will come but don't fall for the gimmicks the games and people telling you hey just two hours a day you'll be a millionaire if that's the case i would have signed up for it Rashad Troy, all of our friends would have signed up for it that is not true everyone who is telling you that you can do that they're lying to you and they're being a clown and no king or queen has ever done that choose the hard path choose the way that will actually bring you freedom because I don't want you to look back in 10 years and be like, damn, I should have did it the right way. And now I'm broke and my family is gone, especially for the men. I've lost my family because I didn't do what I needed to do and or sacrifice. That's it. It's the last dance. I have nothing else to teach, nothing else to give. It's all up to you to go execute. Love you guys. Over and out. Uh, Outstanding. Yeah. Put up a triple double in your playoff debut. <laughs> Proceed this company. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out Devin Booker. Shout out to Devin Booker, man. Daniel, what up, my uh, guy? What you call it? Uh, yesterday, the Hawks. Why we shot? We from New York, man. Why you don't do that? <laughs> Trey, Trey said it Come was on. quiet in here after you hit that. Phone. Said it was real quiet in New York. <laughs> That's the Shout energy. Trey, though. No, that was I want. Not, hold on, hold on. I want y'all to go on IG, message Trey Young, and ask him does he practice for one hour a day. It's a fallacy. Yeah, trade, trade the truth. They said, don't even pass, don't even think about passing the ball, kid. Trade the truth, man. That 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 yep. boy's special, man. Uh, YouTube, if you can, if you can do us a favor and like the video, please like the video. Also, share it if you can. Share it to two, three, five people on your phone. Um, we are about to bring on our esteemed guest right now. So. Let's, Let's do it. All rise. <laughs> All rise. Yes, there we have it. Hey. Your, oh, your, oh. Your, your camera is, your, your, your screen is sideways. Sideways, yeah, turn it the other oh, way. Oh, oh sorry. <laughs> Love okay. the shirt though. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> assets, assets, assets oh. over liabilities. I'm too tall now, okay, hold on. Okay. Yeah myself up because my screen is going to be like that how you doing we good we're we doing good. great how are you man i learned some from e i'm scared of ian i mean all that knowledge is like i came on a few minutes early and i was listening to his uh teaching and i appreciate you pretty amazing nice to meet you nice to meet you as well you're absolutely amazing i appreciate you for being here thank you thank you thanks for having me uh, no problem. And she's so, decked out in the right merch, by the way. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> well, Good attire. My merch, but then I thought, you know, I'd get, you'd go easier on me if I wore your merch. So I thought. <laughs> Done deal. Um, so, yes, let's, um, let me do this introduction. Lule Demisia. Did I say that correctly? You did, Lule Demisia. Okay. Okay. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress. Instead of perfection, you don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues 
for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. Ally Invest President. Um, this is some somebody that uh, we are extremely honored um, to have on. Um, you know that Ally is a sponsor, but also a brand that we believe in. Mm-hmm. So when we got to have one of the you know premier people in in the company um, on the show, it was just a, a no brainer. And um, she actually just put out a report on inflation, mm-hmm. which we'll talk about. But um, yeah, she's an expert in the field. Um, and really specializes in macroeconomics. Uh, so this is going to be a very high level conversation as always market Monday is always high level conversation. Um, so we're honored to have her, um, just a force of nature, mm-hmm. obviously a, uh, a black woman, but that's always a plus too, as far that's as just, like, come on, we got to just take a moment to salute that. Yeah. Can we just take a moment to salute that? Yeah, for sure. For sure. For e- sure. Ethiopia, correct? Ethiopia. That's the motherland. Yeah. But yeah, I'm a oh, baby. Yes, 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 yes. American now, anointed and all. <laughs> okay, okay. So yeah, so welcome, welcome to Market Mondays. We are honored to have you. Um, thank you for joining us. Appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. And uh, I, I just, I think that what you guys are doing is so important. I've been, you know, consuming some of your stuff even before I, you know, I, I, I had the opportunity to meet you all. Um, I just think it's so important what you guys are doing with trying to break down knowledge because uh, knowledge about money is power. So it's really important that you're you're spreading that power. Thank you. I appreciate Thank it. You, so I guess, uh, yeah, we'll do the, the round table discussion. I, want me to start it off? Yeah, usually we'll just yeah, kick pass it around. It around. Uh, okay, we'll pass the mic. Yeah. Uh, so, okay, let's talk about this inflation conversation because this is something that we can't avoid. And, uh, you know, I heard somewhere that 25% of the uh, currency that's in play today was uh, printed last year, mm-hmm. last year. <laughs> so um, this is a very disturbing pace that we're on as far as inflation. And it's something that investors need to be aware of because um, the value of the dollar decreasing affects a lot of different things. It affects home prices and affects buying power. Mm-hmm investments, grocery um, store shopping, all, everything. Yes. All kinds of stuff. So, um, given your expertise, uh, in the market and historically how stocks have been affected with inflation, um, how do you think that this rise of inflation will, um, have an effect on the markets? Yeah. So I, I'd be happy to, to give you, I mean, part of the inflation story, if you are a student of economics is that you learn that two to three things can be true at the same time. And that's something that's really hard for regular folk to understand. Like, how is it possible for something to be good and bad? How is it possible for something to be good, good, and then bad, bad, right? Um, And that's kind of like what economics is all about, right? It's depending on which side of the equation you're in. But so before I I walk into the explanation of the impact of hypothetical inflation on investing, um, let me just tell you a little bit about Ally Invest. So Ally Invest is an investment shop that, you know, regular investors come to uh, to trade and invest for the future. Um, I, I always say, ultimately, like, unless you were born with a silver spoon in your mouth, you got to partake in the capital markets. It's something that 
no, nobody can forfeit in partaking of the capital markets. It's an essential part of growing our nest egg or wealth, depending on where we are in our world, in our, in our lives. Um, so I'm really excited to be spreading the message of knowledge around money. And one of the things that is really important, what I love about your, your format is, you know, there's not, has there not been enough representation of experts who look like us talking about money, right? It's often, you know, you read the stats of how black people have X number, one eighth the wealth of uh, white people, or, you know, black people have one, you know, one sixth the, the income uh, of, mo of the, their counterparts and white people. And you don't really see the other side of the equation, which is that representation matters in helping others rise. And so I really get excited being able to talk money, looking like the skin I am and walking this person that I am. Uh, so thank you for having me to do that. So inflation on investing. So ultimately there are a few ways that inflation, inflation is a bit of a mixed bag when it comes to investment. So ultimately, you know, if you are, a, let's say a bond holder, right? non-enduring inflation might not be a bad thing because that means interest rates are probably higher, right? So that means as a, as a person who's either in retirement or who relies on income from your fixed income securities, you probably could get more for those same securities, right? So you had a hundred, uh, you know, a hundred dollar, a hundred thousand bond that was yielding you 2% yesterday now yields you 5%. That's a, that's an income increase in your, in your, in your portfolio, if you will. If you're a stock owner, it can be a mixed bag, right? So if, if inflation is persistent, what it means ultimately is that your stock returns have to outrun inflation, right? What is inflation at the end of the day? Inflation is an imbalance between demand and supply. So you got some stuff to sell, there's some stuff that somebody else wants to buy and somehow there's an imbalance, so price goes up, right? If you don't have enough supply, you got too much demand, price goes up, right? So if you're an investor, if inflation persists for too long, yeah, you might be getting 7% per annum or per whatever, however you trade, right? However you invest, seven to 14, whatever your yearly annum is for investing, it's gonna get eaten up if inflation becomes too high and persists too much, right? On the flip side, it could also be something that could increase, um, for instance, workers' income, right? So if people like right now, people are coming out of the pandemic and there's a demand for work, for workers, right? There's, a, there's an actual fight for labor right now. Yeah. And that could be a good thing for regular folk who could get, end up garnering more income, right? So in, on that side of the equation, it could be a blessing, right? And then lastly, the other part of inflation that could be really dangerous to the marketplace is if you have too much persistent inflation, you know, ultimately that could impact your GDP and your income because ultimately you're paying more for the debt the nation owes, right? Like the higher interest rates are, the more that the nation owes at a higher interest rate. Um, and so that could also de 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 sort of debilitate the, the GDP, which as you know, the markets are looking at GDP as a major component of how to value the future. So it's kind of like a mixed bag, but ultimately I think what I always try to tell people is like, just parse it out and figure out which part of the story you are. Are you the person that's living off of bond income? Are you the person that's looking out for a new job in a, in a high demand market? And that's how you kind of have to read the economic tea leaves is which, which part of the, of the economic reality are you living in? Yeah, so that was a great explanation. So now, now we have a gist of what exactly inflation is. 
even in my research, I found out that there was different types. Can you talk on the different types? Because I've heard about built-in inflation, and I'm like, okay, I understand that. But there's different types that exist, uh, demand pull inflation. Can you, can you get into that a little bit? So ultimately, you know, inflation is measured by different kinds of um, sort of there's certain indicators that we look at to see if prices have gone up, right? There's the consumer price index that tells us essentially like what are consumers fighting over, right? If the consumer price index goes up, we know that prices are going up, right? There's a producer price index that tells you like how much are producers, meaning goods and services, people who produce goods and services, how much are they paying? Are their prices going up? So what happens is different components of our economy experience inflation in different ways, meaning prices going up. Um, and ultimately what happens is as if inflation persists, more elements of our economy start experiencing it and therefore then passing on that cost to who else but us. Mm. Mm. Um, away from inflation for a quick second, given where you are, and I, I'm honored that you're here, um, been signed up with Ally for 10 years myself. I think what, what one of the things that most people at home want to know is what are some of the steps that we can take collectively to close the racial wealth gap? And the reason why I ask that not many people are inside the industry and have the lens that you do. So what are some steps that we can take to begin to close that gap, um, given your insights over the past few years? Yeah, it's a tough question. And one of the things that I always tell people is every time I look at that problem, I respect the problem. You got to respect the problem, right? Like you can't, you can't do throwaway statements as to how that's going to be resolved. And so I think it's going to be a, a combination of things, whether it's policy, right? Which is why, um, you know, we have to represent ourselves in our, in our communities and in the, in, in terms of what policies we, we uh, support comes in policy. It comes in terms of what kind of sort of exposure we give uh, people of color, particularly black and brown folks who are the ones who don't necessarily have that that dinner table, that proverbial dinner table that's talked about in terms of being money and investing being spoken about, right? Um, one of the things you find um, over and over in studies is that the common thread, the two major common threads of people who do okay when they retire. That doesn't mean they've got like they're rich, right? That, it just means they have something to supplement their, their retirement, right? The two most common threads. One, money's been talked about in their lives at their dinner table since they were yay old, right? I don't mean just money, how important money is. I, I'm not talking superficial stuff about money, right? I'm talking about money in the sense of like what it does, what, what kind of uh, choices it powers, what kind of choices um, it can amplify, right? Uh, how you make it as you're teaching me and all the time, right? Like how you, uh, you, you, you use your sweat equity and your knowledge to earn that money in different ways, including the markets. And so one is the dinner table, the proverbial dinner table. Mm -hmm. The second that you hear a lot about is the early start of whether it's your 401k when you start right out of school, right? When you the first job you have, making sure you hit that match, that the company never leave money on the table, right? Max that you can. The early start of automated investing. There's something about like taking out, like you pretend that it doesn't even exist in your income. Yeah. 
put it somewhere in your 401k. And then when you get a little older, maybe it becomes an IRA to accompany that. And then after that, you maybe have a different other, other tax-free vehicles that you start using, whether it's your healthcare program that your, you know, your employer might have, where you have a health um, uh, account that you can use as a tax-free means of, of growing your wealth. So the first is the table setting. And then the second is that early habit of just pretending a certain percentage of your income is not yours and making sure you put it away. So now, how does that two little things make a difference in such a massive thing? Well, I think that ultimately, you know, there's something powerful about taking a big problem making it smaller and then teaching small lessons out of that. I, I'm actually a believer and a proponent that big problems require us to make them smaller, to make some headway in them. Mm. And then once you make some headway in it, you create habits, representation matters. Like people like us looking like we can do that, right? I can talk about stocks and you can talk about investing in crypto, whatever else your expertise is. There's something about that. When, when culture represents you, there's a permission that takes place that says, I too can do that. It's not just a white people game or an XYJ game. I too, my people can also do that, right? So part of it is continuously being a proponent of those small habits that all of us have at our disposal. You don't need to be born with a silver spoon in your mouth to say, if I make $1,000 a month, I will pretend $50 of that doesn't exist, right? And put it into the habit of an IRA or a 401k if you're employed. You don't need to be a person who's born with a silver spoon in their mouth to know that to open a brokerage account requires $0 nowadays. There are no entry for you to partake and understand. You don't need to be born with an uncle connected to such and such to know that an, a robo can be invested in with almost 10 bucks. And back to your lessons, you don't need to be born with a silver poo in your mouth to start to partake in earnest in markets. So I think part of it is just making sure that our people know that this is not as inaccessible as they think, but we need to make sure that we decode the language in a way that makes it accessible. Does that solve it all? No. Is it a massive, sexy policy fix? No. I just believe my, my gut that it is making a problem smaller and then repeating it over and over that solution that is really important, much like you guys are doing, right? You focus on education and knowledge as that fulcrum with which you want to make change on. Honestly, is it too late to close the gap? Is it too late to close the gap? Um, you know, tell, the, tell that to our, you know, the forefathers that, that worked and slaved away to make it possible for you and me to sit here. Tell that to them. Yeah. We don't have time for cynicism, brother. I love Too it. Thank you. Spilt a lot of blood and a lot of sweat for us not to carry on with the mission. Uh, so I don't even waste time on that. I have every day wake up and the mission is to spread the knowledge and to make sure that more people enter the room that look different. Mm. No, Thank absolutely. Um, let me ask you this. So you are the Ally Invest president and we um, see that a bunch of banks um, are starting to allow people to purchase Bitcoin. Um, and a lot of banks are getting into the Bitcoin space and the cryptocurrency space, digital assets. So uh, what is Ally's stance on cryptocurrency? And what is your personal opinion on um, 
the regulation of cryptocurrency now that banks are uh, getting involved in it and, you know, obviously the political games that's being played and things of that nature. So what's your take on crypto? Yeah. So we, I have a different uh, take on crypto one, because as you know, I'm an employed by a bank. So it has a different, you know, even though I have, I run the investment side of the, of the business, you know, at the end of the day, I'm also regulated by the fed ultimately. Right. So um, there are ways that we have to be careful for good reasons. Um, we, we talk about crypto. So the way I approach crypto is from an intellectual curiosity perspective, not just an investment perspective. What I mean by that is at the end of the day, every innovation, whether it's blockchain and it's a subsequence of that being crypto, obviously, or other forms of digital currency when fiats become more digitized, at the end of the day, every innovation should make an investor curious and interested, period. The capital markets, if they're nothing else, are about the ability to understand where future growth is coming, right? So ultimately, like I feel like very strongly that you have to be curious and interested in crypto and, 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 and blockchain to best understand it, because there's no doubt about it, this technology is, is pretty transformative, right? So in terms of the currency itself, I, you know, I, I often, when I write about it, and I've done a few pieces on uh, crypto as well as blockchain. Um, it's more of like encouraging people to make sure that they don't look at it as this panacea that solves everything, but they don't also become the cynic that says, it's just a fake thing that's gonna go away. Like I have no time for both sides of the equation. I think we all have to be intellectually curious. We should try out, look at our own investment situation, right? Look at our own financial situation and be curious in several ways. One could be education. Another one could be taking a percentage of our, of our assets and investing and trying out. Trying out in small amounts and investing is key. Investing is a practiced art. As Ian has been talking to you guys. And Ian, brother, your name is Ian, right? I'm, yes. I'm hoping I'm not calling you a wrong name. Yes. But like <laughs> investing is a practiced art. If you're nervous, try it a little bit. Don't put a whole lot in it because you might get burnt, right? But it's a practiced art. And the other part of it is it's an endurance art. Mm -hmm. If you get freaked out and you go away when the party's over, you have lost the lesson of investing. You got to stick around for the loss and the downside to know how to perfect your craft so that you're smarter about where prices are at the next time around, right? So ultimately, I feel uh, that crypto is a really interesting space. Uh, digital currencies are really interesting space. And one, like every other investment, you should be balanced about how you look at it. There's speculative nature to it, no doubt. Uh, but there's also this transformative nature of it that you also have to be curious and potentially try out. This is Earn Your Leisure, Market Mondays. And uh, we believe everything is earned, not given. And so being the president of Ally Invest is a tremendous feat. Um, so I, I have a question on as to when did you get introduced to economics? Um, and what has that journey to be in your position been like? I know there's a lot of young ladies watching yeah. um, the show and, and hopefully my daughter is watching. If not, she'll be watching it tomorrow. So what was that journey like? What are some of the obstacles that you face? Um, yeah. and, and what message can you give to the people that are watching? Yeah, you know, one of the things I try to do is I often say like, yeah, I'm a unicorn in my industry, but I really don't want to be. I want to be a farm horse. I want to be as common as in terms of the kind of folks that are in fintech. Um, I actually believe that 
our industry is made stronger like any other industry innovation is made stronger when you have more diversity coming into it um, and so it's something i always encourage people to be like you can this you can get into this and not only that you who you are is your superpower i often talk about my intersectional identity i'm a black woman but i happen also to be not only from hailing from africa but also i'm a gay woman um, and I have two lovely children. I have, uh, you know, part of a biracial family. I got the whole spectrum, right? Um, and and to say more, I'll tell you this: I'm dyslexic. Get that mm. in fine, right? And I tell all of this to people, not to make me sound exceptional, but to do the exact opposite. You do not have to be exceptional to be intellectually curious, and that is the only ticket you need to get into this field is intellectual curiosity and endurance. And so like, ultimately I wanna have more young people, whether it's people that look like me or, uh, or others that don't feel represented to be intellectually curious about investing. So you asked me, when did it all start? Um, so I was lucky enough to really come from a family of economists. So even when, you know, I, you guys are probably too young, but you know, when, I was, when my parents were uh, in Ethiopia, uh, there was an emperor called Haile Selassie that like the, he was a very uh, famous. Too, too young. I mean, Tro I'm Jamaican. Tro 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 Troy's Jamaican, so. Come on. You already know. Selassie, I send things. Hi, yeah. I told I'm sorry. <laughs> and young people, based on merit, getting education. And so I, my parents were lucky enough to really be part of like inheritors of that. And so uh, they, got an education and really sort of my grandfather was also educated through that means. And so I, I benefited from people who really understood that education was the key. You know, when I came out of, um, uh, when I came out of uh, Ethiopia, my parents had no money to their name, right? We left Ethiopia as immigrants and, you know, the, the communist regime at that time after Haile Selassie took all the money of most people, right? So we started from scratch. And my parents would constantly tell me like property, somebody could take away from you, you know, any day, the regime and what you have is the stuff, the gray matter that's between your ears. And that really sort of was the genesis of the, the reason why I was curious intellectually that, that really helped. But then I realized how money in the, in, the, in the political and socioeconomic sense of it, not like I want to be rich kind of thing, that money and understanding it was the key to uncapping power. And I felt like I came from a continent and a pan, pan when you think about a Pan-African sort of experience where our people globally really needed to access that in, in many ways. And so I felt like I needed to, to take my part in it and bring along as many people as I could. For the women uh, that are watching, if you can go back to when you were 18, knowing all that you know now, what would be some of the safest asset classes that you uh, would tell women to invest in for their own security? The safest? Yes. So I would actually, and they're 18? Yes. So I would say to them, unless they have something major down the pike that they have to pay for, the first encouragement I'd, take, I'd ask them to do is to actually expand their risk appetite. Mm, and take okay. Old, unless you have some major debt that is making you conservative, you should be a little bit more open than conservative in your investment outlook. In investing, there's only there are a few major levers in investing beyond your investment talent, right? One is time. You can't 
18 is a precious time to start to not waste time, the compounding effect of time. Uh, and so to start off conservative can really like, you know, make you, um, make you sort of lose the compounded value of what time has to give you. However, if being conservative gets you in the game, so be it. I'm all about like getting people to the party is the most important thing, right? Getting you comfortable. In fact, at Ally, we have a, a robo that we have that's balanced. That's the other thing I'd say is for a lot of people who might feel a little nervous about investing is try something like a robo, which is like a, a balanced portfolio that is managed on your behalf that is fairly cheap. Uh, that can allow you to partake in the markets without feeling like, I don't know what I'm doing, right? Somebody else is helping you do it. But what, what's great about robos is you can log in all the time, see how you're doing, what your goals are, are they meeting your goals? Um, so that's the first thing I'd say is like start a, a vehicle like a, like a robo if you have already contributed to your 401k, which is the most important thing. Okay. Um, and then the second is I would take a second look at that conservative posture, unless you have something um, really holding you back individually um, and knowing time is your value. The second beyond value time, second thing that's really important in investing is taxes, right? So never forfeit a tax-free investment vehicle. Never, ever, ever forfeit. I mean, I have some really good friends who are in their forties now who are like, marketing executives and XYZ. And I, I'm hitting myself on my head knowing that they have not established an IRA, for example, right? Yeah. Or 529. Again, you do not have to have to be a person with a silver spoon in your mouth to just start the bloody account. You don't have to fund it, just start it. Because when you the habit of investing in it will begin. That's the next step, right? So never forfeit uh, the ability, I'm like, like reading one of the comments that said, bloody laugh out loud. Don't, don't look uh, down. Don't look to the right. <laughs> <laughs> so it, that's my English, a little bit of my English upbringing kicking in there. Um, so, um, you know, never forfeit that. So whether it's an IRA, a 401k, a 529, an HSA, like never forfeit that stuff. So taxes, your ability to, to capture time. And then the last piece of it is endurance, right? Do not be one of those people that buys high and sells low, yeah. right? You can't, yeah. like we, we have, you cannot be one of those people that buys high. Like, do you know how many of my investments, my, some of my investments that are giving me acid right now that I'm not jumping out of because it's not the time I can jump out of them, right? So the ability to endure, that doesn't mean do stupid investments that, you know, that you don't cut your losses, but in general, endure, right? So I think that if I was giving that 18-year-old young woman advice, those are the things I tell her, sort of, don't be too conservative if you can afford it. Make sure you take advantage of every kind of tax-free vehicle there is. Make sure that you are not too conservative if you're, your, personal, you know, your, your particular financial situation can take it. Um, and then also high, you know, use things like robos to help you feel like you have a net under you if you don't want to start off by just self-trading. Uh, you, you mentioned robo a few different times, but I want to make sure that everybody has a full understanding of, of the term. So can you um, just kind of give an explanation um, in detail what, what, what you're referring to when you're talking about robo? Because I, I think a lot of people might not be familiar with the term. Absolutely, absolutely. I'm sorry about that. I, you know, I, I, thank you for catching me. I often look down on people who use code language that makes other people feel like they're not. <laughs> That's one of the things I hate about finance actually is how many people love to use language that literally means like ice cream 
you know, but use different terms. <laughs> yeah. So I thank you for catching me on that. So a robo is essentially um, a vehicle, an investment account, if you will, that is managed for you. Uh, on your behalf, and it's a diversified portfolio. Typically, it's ETFs because it tries to be really low cost in its delivery. So it's like exchange-traded funds that are diversified, right? Exchange-traded funds are basically funds that hold different components of the market indices, right? It could be Dow, it could be S&P or other things. So it is a, a range of ETFs typically that are low cost that is managed for you for a low cost as well. In some cases, no cost at all. Uh, for instance, the robot I talked about at Ally Invest is managed at no management fee uh, for the investor. And so it's a really good way of, of, of putting what I call your serious money until you get yourself strong enough as, a, as an individual investor uh, who's self-directed. Um, and it's a good complement to your self-directed um, investments. So obviously we, we spoke about inflation and how it affects everything, stocks, real estate, even grocery shopping. What do you, what do you think we're headed for the, over the next three to five years in, in regards to inflation? Well, I mean, if I had the answer to that, would we be sitting here is the question. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess, I guess interest rates. Where do you see interest? Yeah. Do you think that interest rates can go up? I, I will say the same thing if I had the answer to that. <laughs> uh, the way I look at it is, so let's let's take inflation for a second, right? So what, what I think is really interesting is I can't tell right now if the market is just over panicked, right? As it often is, right? The market gets a little anxious whenever it doesn't have solid facts, right? Like good example, when COVID was kind of uncertain, the market was going crazy and we lost a ton of money, right? And then market knew, okay, this is what it's like. And then suddenly the market turns around and goes upwards, right? So the market hate uncer hates uncertainty. And so we're in that sort of, even though we have markets are still going up, it's a mixed bag, right? Some, uh, some stocks are losing and some stocks are winning right now. And so I think the inflation story really it, from, from, from now, what we can't tell is whether it endures past, remember when I talked about inflation, the source of inflation is an imbalance between supply and demand, right? So right now, when you think about it, we got into COVID and there was a ton of supply in the market and we shrunk our demand, right? And people who produce goods and services, they're not dumb people. They say, oh, oh we need to shrink our supply now because we, we can't have a ton of inventory, right? Uh, or we can't have it. So they shrunk their supply. Typically, demand runs faster than supply does, right? So it shrinks faster and it, and it goes out of the gate faster. And so what's happening right now is we're all coming out and we've been saving quite a bit, a good amount, those of us who've been lucky enough, right, in the economy. Um, and so there's a lot of spending happening right now in the economy. And so you've got a situation where there's a ton of demand and supply hasn't quite caught up, which is why you're seeing inflation. The question is, Will that supply catch up, right? Or will inflation happen because of other externalities that we can't help? In other words, like we've just dumped a ton of policy dollars into the economy, right? And there's more that's gonna come out. Will that, will that compete with the rest of the economy and cause more prices to go up, right? Because the more you, dollars you pump into the economy that you're creating more demand into the economy, right? And so will that compete? It's an open question because I remember over 8 million people are still unemployed that were employed before this pandemic is over, right? So before this pandemic started. So you can't argue that there's, we're still not in a gully. So that's an open question. Will this policy compete with the rest of us, all this money that's in the system? 
or will it actually just heal the, the economy and this inflation that we're seeing now, and it is, we are seeing it, whether it's temporary or not is the equation, the question, will it just pass through as supply um, sort of becomes more balanced? If it becomes more enduring, it's a much trickier game. But, you know, the reality is, I mean, the United States Central Bank is one of the most sophisticated central banks there is. And so I cannot imagine that that's something that they're not breathing and eating every day to make sure that sustained inflation is not going to be the case. You're an icon and one of the smartest people in the industry. Can you walk us through what some of your study habits are and maybe like three or five of your favorite sites that you're looking at every day to get an edge on your competitors? So I'm smart because I'm the tortoise, not the hare. So, mm. <laughs> so I just want to make, it's just sheer curiosity and hard work. It is, you know, I, I have no way claim to be a genius in any way or a, so really like what I often uh, tell people with my study habits is I try to keep them snackable and mm -hmm. always present. Um, I don't do this thing where, you know, I try to like crash course one day and then leave it alone the next day. I just try to make it a permanent part of my diet, right? So whether it's a podcast or here or there that I listen to in the evening, or it's a something I read in the morning through any of my, the you know, anything that I sort of read in terms of papers I read, et cetera. I just try to keep, um, whether it's a CNBC show that I'll watch in the morning, I don't, I mean, I probably have about an hour to two hours of a diet of input every, every day input of some sort. Um, and so I just find that that's to be less overwhelming than to feel completely disconnected and then try to be like studying hard constantly. Um, and it also really like, I think what's really important of that sort of like small bites um, and consistent ones on a regular basis is what it makes you become is, it becomes second nature to you versus feeling like it's studied. And, you know, like everything else, once it becomes second nature to you, it becomes that much easier to build on the next layer of expertise you need to have. Um, you need to make the first layer feel like second nature and then the next layer becomes that much more easier. And I often tell people who I advise, whether it's career or investing or anything, you know, your goal should feel no matter what, you should be honest with yourself and you should be a ninja in whatever you decide to be good at and never lie to yourself as to why you weren't good at it. Never lie to yourself. If you didn't study enough, if you didn't create those habits, be honest with yourself that that's what happened and hold yourself accountable and just focus on that ninja-ness of becoming a master at whatever you do. Is there a book Ooh. or site that you love the most? You know, I Which love- the last year or two? I, 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 um, I am a, a sort of a, I'm, I'm a huge fan of behavioral, behavioral science in general and behavioral finance. I find it really, to me, like it, it was a toss up whether I was going to be going into school to become an economist and a, uh, a person in, in finance or whether I was going to be a psychologist. I am constantly uh, feeling the pull on both sides of it. I find human behavior, both when it comes to money or any other choices they make fantastically interesting. Uh, so I do a lot of reading when it comes to uh, behavioral science um, and just in the practical sense of it. Like I'm not one of those people that feels like I have to take my knowledge and then sound smart about it. I love making knowledge accessible and bringing it to its 
to its most basic truthful form so that it can be spread around, right? Um, but behavioral science is a really interesting space for me. Um, and then I, I, I really just, I love, I'm, just, I'm a huge consumer of anything to do with the market. So whether it's watching different shows on CNBC, reading the Wall Street Journal, just I, I love um, seeing how the markets are doing and what they're, and it never gets dull to me. I mean, that, mm-hmm. the, this is one of the things I tell people about, like once you choose investing as a profession or as a means to supplement your income or your wealth over the long run, um, you'll never be bored in your life again. Because at the end of the day, investing is like literally like the, the synthesis of everything in our society. Like once you decide to partake in the capital markets, it really just, it blows your mind how much of everything that happens in our society is synthesized into that. Yeah, you have it, ladies and gentlemen. If we can get some questions from the, from EYL University, the audience, I think that that would be great. Um, you guys are in a privileged position to ask an expert in the field some questions and then of course if you have questions for us Ian you can feel free to ask that as well but um yeah let's get some questions if you yeah, can. I thought I was gonna see Her some ninja emojis only. please take <laughs> advantage of this please Darius we come to you unmute yourself you've been unmuted what's going on Darius yeah I know he has a good what's question. going on y'all hear me Darius, how are you yeah you perfect hey yourself, bro. man this is my first time on I'm so glad that y'all picked this is crazy like all right so real quick back in back in February this is when I first got hip to y'all 2021 in that podcast i mean that market mondays lit my head on fire like literally Thank like you. i was like man i gotta get back on the stock game i've been in crypto since like 2017 so i'm like super hip to like you know all of that so i got my retirement fund i got my long-term investing uh portfolio starting to work out um so i'm really trying to get into like the futures and the options either or like supplementing um, so I wanted to ask Ian about uh, FCX, uh, Freeport. Uh, I can't think of the, the, the actual Freeport name, of the company, but I think so. They deal with the cop. They deal with uh, copper. Like eighty percent of they they revenue is from copper. I was looking at the charts the other day, and it looked crazy. Do we lose them? Can you hear me? No, he's yes, I'm listening. Go ahead. Yeah, no, I was just, I was just wondering if that, you know, if that was like a good, a, a, no, I don't want to say play, but you know, good, good long term investment. Uh, same thing with crypto. Like, I'm not selling nothing. Uh, all my long term investments, not selling. I'm just looking to automate my investments, like I've been doing over these last couple of years, and just keep it rolling. Honestly. Um, I will answer your question, but for, to be honest, I probably wouldn't meet this queen unless I went to like Davos or like an economic summit. You should ask her first because okay. her knowledge base is better than mine, but I'll answer it. Um, it's went up a lot, but I want you to ask the queen first. Okay. Queen. Um, I, honestly, I really, I, 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 I just appreciate the information that you've given. Um, when you was just talking about synthesizing something, not, I don't think it's directly, well, I think it's a related. Um, I've been seeing a lot of people post like the Luke Belair blue uh, liquor or whatever like that. And it, immediately I was like, wow, like I, I need to go find out what's going on with this company. And I just, I found out that it's all these different type of liquors and stuff like that. That's uh, it's like put on front by these rappers and entertainers and stuff like that. And I thought that was a, 
like when you say synthesizing, like the, the world is being synthesized, uh, that really just put it in perspective for me. I don't really have a question, but I appreciate, you know, you being on, you giving this information. And one little tidbit, I did have a car that was once financed through Ally. So I'm in Detroit where the headquarters is. So that's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> I love the way Ian forced you to ask me a question. Um, oh, no, I appreciate it. Cause, and another thing, like when we, when we, when, when you, you know, say what you gotta say, I got one more thing to say. Darius. I haven't done this in a while, but we're going to do guidelines, guidelines only because we got a lot of people that want to ask questions. So we appreciate you being an ally customer and we appreciate everybody in Detroit. Shout out to the Detroit. What up, though? Uh, and we're going to go to the next person. We appreciate you, though, uh, Darius. Freeport is Mike, decent. We, co we coming to you. Unmute yourself. You've been unmuted. Mike Dolo, my guy. What's going on? Hey, yo. Hey, what's up, everybody? Give Mike, how you doing? I'm currently working. Give me one second. Hold on. It's like a lot. Oh, no, I don't he, know how Mike does it. He's always the first person in here. Yeah. <laughs> Give me one second. Hold up. Yep. You guys should go look at a 30-year right. or 20-year historical chart for any company that you're interested in. Uh, Freeport's high was a, quite a few years ago. Hey, what's up, everybody? Uh, I'm also in Michigan. Um, so I'm glad we got... Um, I don't know how to pronounce your name, I'm sorry, Queen. Um, but I have a question. So so you being um, part of Ally, what what encouraged you to actually go into the investment field and take it like and actually get to the position where you are? What what was your drive to get to such high magnitude of uh, what was my drive? Um, one was the drive of uh, feeling like I belonged, you know, like there was no reason why I couldn't do it, you know, just, but that wasn't just because I was super special. It's because I got a lot of people in my life helping me understand that that could be, you could belong. You not only could you belong, but you can master the game. Um, and that was really something that sort of sat in me, even when I was not doing well or in any one part of my career, because all of us go up and down, up and down. Um, but just feeling like I can be in this room, you know, it's like those, those, uh, I always felt like in the words of Hamilton, I, I wanted to be in the room where it happened, right. And part of it was because I knew that if I could be in the room where it happened, that's where I could effectuate the change that I wanted to see in my life, right? What I wanted to see in other people's life. I've never, you know, I've always had the philosophy of like you give and you take each time, right? So I've lifted and I've risen, I've lifted and I've risen. And so that just that equation of knowing the giving and the taking really has helped me both like have a, a, a strong sense of I can do it, I can master this, but at the same time, the humility of knowing you got to bring people along. And just knowing that those two things are something I have to nurse all my life. I think one keeps me hungry and the other keeps me humble. Let me, let me ask you a question. Um, being the president of Ally Invest and having so much um, you know, background in investing, what would you say a good allocation is for somebody that's 30 years old? Um, so let me get my take on it. I know 10% crypto, maybe 30% of the money in a retirement account, um, you know, 15% in, 
in uh, 529 or a college saving if they have young children and the rest in a brokerage account. That would be my backhanded um, kind of, you know, advice for that. What, how do you feel about that? What do you think a good allocation mix is? Because I think that a lot of people are not really sure about that. Like I'm hearing people that's investing for the first time, they have $5,000 invested, 4,000 in Ethereum, 1,000 is- Going for is, it. Yeah, so it's like, to me, that's not really the best way to go about it, but what's your take on it? So I definitely think that that's cray cray, that allocation. Um, <laughs> But I think the the eighty percent in the Ethereum part. But I, I you know, the way I <laughs> tell people a lot is, you know, you don't even have to. I don't have to tell you some generic number. Like, you go to some typical website and do some questionnaire, and you could figure out what your specific number is, right? And that's the more important thing in finance. You know, like you want to make sure people you're giving people a specific an answer because old wives tales don't work as well, right? But the, the great thing about nowadays is like there are platforms, like let's, as I was telling you, like you wanna open a particular type of account, you could do like a five question answer and you could figure out what is right for you, right? Typically I'll tell you in your thirties, you still got a lot, a lot of runway going, right? Unless, as I said, you're laden with a ton of debt and stuff that we don't know about, like you still got a lot of runway. So I, I typically tell people, unless there's something weighing you down, you should be more on the aggressive side of investing. That does not mean it's hundred percent crypto, right? Aggressive, the capital markets have enough aggressiveness in them. Um, you know, that, that you don't have to be just investing in speculative type of investments, right? So, but that doesn't mean you shouldn't try different things. Uh, typically you should go more uh, aggressive if you have a lot more runway going because time is your friend. But I, the best answer I can give you is like, you don't have to guess it. A lot of these websites, you go to ally.com or anywhere else and you're like, what kind of investor am I? You ask a few, you answer a few questions and boom, we recommend a 60, 40 portfolio for you. Right. Well, let, now, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this as a follow-up. Um, so you talked about robo investing a lot. You're talking about, and that is the wave of animated. Do you feel, how do you feel the role of a financial advisor plays in today's um, economy? And do you feel that if people only go online for advice that they're missing the in-person relationship that a financial advisor can can give them? Asking for a friend. <laughs> when they're good are really important. And we're gonna be going into that space as well at Ally. Financial advisors are really important. Um, not only for the expertise they give you in investing, like a lot of people make a mistake of going to a financial advisor and thinking they're just gonna give me the answer to get me rich. That's not the point. As I said, investing is a long game. What you need is a financial advisor that is both elevating your knowledge, but make is a coach, right? Is a coach telling you, no, that that one is not gonna help you out. You might wanna think twice about that one. That one might help you out. Uh, a coach that you go to to problem solve with, right? I got my student don't, de debt is this. I have income of this. Do I turn it all into the debt or do I start investing as well? So like a, pr a problem solver, right? To help you figure out how your particular, like an automated solution is not going to be as best at that, right? And then, of course, we're all human beings and we're feeling, right? Like even this forum, right? We could translate everything we said tonight into words and it would not elevate as much as the human touch, right? The voice, the talking. So you can't, you can't underestimate the presence of a human being uh, to help you encourage you and, and really provide more light. So I, I think financial advisors are really important. I think 
everything about investing is an end game, right? You don't ever hear me dogging crypto. You don't ever hear me dogging bonds or financial advisors. You will rarely hear me dogging those things because I think investing is an end game. And the more we think in terms of and, the better off we are. Queen Luleg, I, can I just ask this question really quick? Because uh, one of the things we did when we would sit down with young adults, we would ask them what they want to be in the future. And then we would go out and find people who could show them what it was. And part of the process is they would ask them what they studied. And a lot of times we say the things that we learn in school, we really don't apply. But I would imagine that wouldn't be true for you. So being in macroeconomics and economics, what type of things did you study? Obviously, a lot of math, I'm assuming, right? So a lot of math, a lot of statistics. Uh, but I also did a lot of, um, you know, I'm a liberal arts person as well. So I believe, like, I'm a person that believes that if you study lots of things that are like out of your discipline, you become a better problem solver in your discipline. Absolutely. So I did a lot of poli sci. Uh, economics was my major, but I tried and dabbled. I did philosophy. I love philosophy. So yes, I, I love, I mean, yeah, I was, I was a geek at school and I didn't say I was genius, but I was still a geek. <laughs> Uh, I was on the lower end of the, of the geek spectrum, but ultimately you don't have <laughs> to be interested, right? You don't like, that's what's so great about the era we live in now is like, first of all, there's no pressure to be who you are and to be intellectually curious. And I, I remember a time where being the skin and being intellectually curious, somebody would look down on that, right? Like Absolutely. even for our own communities, like, like that's gone now. I love that, right? Just becoming a voracious learner. Yes, I was at school, but I will tell you, not that I looked down at school, but it wasn't necessarily the school alone that built my knowledge. It was the fact that I read a lot. I listened to podcasts and, and, and also talked to a lot of experts, like really made friends with a lot of experts. And I didn't care who they were. I tell people this all the time. One of my best mentors was some, he was a white dude from Connecticut who played golf all the time. Like, you don't, you, you'll, you'll find your mentors in different shapes and sizes. It's the fact that you get the knowledge that's most important. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, King Arthur, we are coming to you. Long overdue, peace. man. We've missed you. What's going on, peace, bro? Peace, peace. What's Arthur, good, how fellas? Doing, how we doing? Good, Great, good, man. Good. What's going on, brother? Doing very well. Uh, thank you, Queen, for all of the information you've been providing. Uh, it's been super motivating listening to you speak and watching it, everyone in the chat, everybody, uh, Loves your delivery, and and and, and I, I really appreciate it personally. Um, question I want to ask is back to your uh, economist hat. Um, and one of the components of inflation that you brought up were the rising labor costs. And um, it seems like we, you know labor costs are kind of going up now for a variety of reasons. If if for no other reason, businesses I know here in Florida, businesses are struggling to get employees back to work. Um, because of unemployment and, uh, and some other factors. And so they have to pay more. Um, in addition to that, just on the policy side, we have a push to raise minimum wage to $15. I know here in Florida, it's phasing in over three years, but I know in some other states, it's already started. Um, and you see some of the larger businesses implementing that. Um, however, um, I feel like it's a double-edged sword for our people, because in a sense, you know, it's, it's higher wages for us but then we have uh, uh, a gentleman like Earn Your Leisure and Ian Dunlap's in the small black businesses who on the flip side, they're, they're faced with that rising cost and they're not necessarily uh, at Apple where they can just price in um, that rising cost. Um, however, you know, those are the, uh, also the businesses that we count on to hire our community. And so 
um, they're put in sort of a tight situation where, you know, they want to be able to go out and hire our community and I'm sure they want to see higher wages, but can they all of a sudden eat, uh, you know, if I was in a $10 state and all of a sudden now I have to pay someone, you know, a 50% increase in, 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 their, in their salary um, and I'm a black business that, you know, that makes it very difficult for me to, uh, to stay in business. And so how do you, how do you balance uh, or where do you see the balance in that in terms of the higher wages versus the pressure that it puts on um, our black businesses and being able to stay able to operate and, and, and remain profitable and be able to provide jobs to our community? Very, very good question. Very good question. Oh, Lula, you're muted. You're muted. You're muted. Sorry about that. So very good question. I think, you know, first of all, the fact that we're actually having that conversation is really important because I feel like sometimes when Black people talk about the part of the economics that's also sort of nervous, they're nervous about certain policy that might be popular, but as business people, they don't wanna sound like curmudgeons, right? Like they don't wanna sound like Scrooges. It's really important that we are able to have like responsible dialogue around this, right? And I'm so glad you brought up this topic because that's exactly what we need to have is responsible dialogue. You're absolutely right. If you yank up, if you get too much labor force uh, competition, or you have policy that infuses too fast, there's no doubt about it that the small players often are the ones that will get um, hurt. So I think the way I look at it is, you know, it's back to where I talked about, like if you looked at your own economic reality, um, in the competition will benefit you in some pockets and will hurt you in other. So I would just parse it out to make sure that you are diagnosing your problem the right way to understand where the demand and supply is hurting you or benefiting you, whether it's labor force or otherwise. The second thing I'd say is there's no doubt about it that ultimately enduring inflation or the competition, the imbalance between supply and demand is bad for everyone, not just for our people and starting out businesses. The enduring imbalance between supply and demand is just, a, it's not a good thing. And so I'm hopeful that as we all come into um, the economy and we start engaging, there will be a balance between that supply demand sort of difference and people will come into the labor force. Now, remember some of the policies that have been passed, they will start to retire over time. Like they're gonna start to sunset, right? More people are gonna get into the labor force and start looking for jobs. Um, and so I, I fully appreciate the pain. Um, unfortunately, they may not be an easy fix in the short run, but I'm pretty confident that over the long run, there will be that balance. Yeah, it's a great question. And it's something that we're going to talk about tomorrow as far as um, outsourcing. And you know, it's one of these touchy situations, of course, everybody wants to keep jobs in America. And every everybody wants to help Americans. Um, but um, it's something that has um, stifled a lot of businesses, because people, if you're not an entrepreneur, you might not fully appreciate that it's not just a matter of paying somebody then you have to pay for their health insurance and you have to pay taxes then you have to pay workers comp and it's a lot that really goes into it and um you're eating up a lot of your your profits so it's like a catch-22 when you can get somebody overseas to perform the same task for a quarter sometimes even cheaper even less, yeah than than what you can pay somebody in america and this is one of these things that we have to have more of a political conversation because i've heard i think of tim cook one of these guys and they're like what can it take to bring more jobs back to america and so you can't take anything not going to happen because the the playing field in america is just not even 
you can't compare it mm -hmm. to yeah. Asia or these other countries. So, you know, it's one of these things where a lot of times people just say like straight answers, like, yes, jobs in America, great. Yeah, but life is not always that simple and it's a lot more complex. And the entrepreneurs really fully appreciate that because we're the ones that's actually hiring people. Earn Your Leisure has six employees, I believe, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, so um, six black employees, by the way. By the way. Um, so yeah, we're a small business and we're, we're learning as we go, but- um, Emerging empire, not small business. I appreciate that. Yeah. I don't like Thank the you. word small business. Thank you for the correction. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. But yeah, so that's just that's just my two cents on it. But that's exactly why it's so important to be able to sort of practice these nuanced conversations, right? So that we don't get caught up in a binary conversation that I feel like is, is really bad for our communities and our society at large. Like, I think it's really, back to my whole point at the beginning of this, right? The thing that's interesting about economics is like, there could be two bad things and three good things out of the same data point, mm -hmm. right? And so getting smart about that nuanced conversation and knowing what's more enduring versus what's short-term is really important to empower us to make those, whether it's you and your business decisioning, right? Or whether it's um, somebody else who's an employee that's thinking about whatever drivers there are in their economic realities. I think it's really important that we all know how to parse it out and have a conversation that's intelligent rather than these binary simplified conversations. Quick question for you. How can people break into banking and investing? So I grew up in Northwest Indiana, East Chicago, Indiana. I didn't know anything about hedge funds, family offices, limited partnerships, and now more brown and black people want to get in. What are some ways that people can learn how to get into the industry that are interested? Well, it depends on their where their area they are in terms of their life, right? So let's say they're let's start off with a young person. So a young person coming out of high school or college, you know, there's lots of different kinds of internships that you could look into with these banks and investment banks that will be really good learning starting points for you. Mm -hmm. So that's one is like sort of whether it's a local bank or a regional bank or an investment bank or an asset manager. There's just a lot of places that you should look into to try to see you know, whether it's summer internships or internships, entry point internships, that's one. If you're later in your career and you feel like, okay, that's too late for me, that's also not true, right? There are plenty of things you can do. And let's, for instance, in the, in the industry that I'm in, the securities industry, where you can get your FINRA license, right? you can be a, a series seven, a series 65 and become a licensed individual and not think like the world has passed you by to be able to be a service provider in this industry. And you can start off maybe, uh, providing service, like you know, on you know, answering customer cost questions, making your way into operations and trading. So there's lots of ways you can get into this, and it doesn't have to feel like you just came. You have to come out of an Ivy League school, right? There's a lot of ways that that space gives you the ability to enter. And then the last thing I'll tell you is this: whatever you do, whether you do it at school or get an internship, if you don't start becoming an investor yourself. Mm -hmm. It's all for naught. Yeah. Whatever you do, the best lesson to, because once you become an investor, you become an owner, mm -hmm. right? And when you become an owner, your mental framework changes completely. You should have know. You, have you noticed that employees that actively invest are better employees because they understand the input of $1 versus what the expected outcome is versus those who are not actively investing but trying to be in the industry. I know that in employees that 
partake in investing, have a more nuanced and a richer approach to okay. shaping those products and services than folks who might not be intellectually, like they think of it as a day job, right? Mm, we don't, yes. don't suffer that, but ultimately like, it, you know, anything we do as a day job, yes, like, you know, I, my brother was, is a filmmaker, right? So he had a day job for sure, because, you know, art didn't pay as well. So I, I'm not judging anybody who has a day job, but ultimately I think whether you are a filmmaker or enter finance for a career, first become an investor. Yes, especially the artists and creatives. Yeah, we, we, we wanna thank you for your time. Um, before you leave, what would you like to tell the people about Ally or just, you know, investing or any, any words um, that you would like to, to leave the people with? First of all, thank you so much for this fantastic conversation. I really appreciated being a part of it. Um, I love your story and I, you know, I am cheering you on constantly uh, from six employees to 12 to 18 to 20 and however fast you grow after that. So I'm really cheering you on. So the first thing I'd say is just make sure you check us out at ally.com. It matters where you bring your business, right? Mm-hmm. So we this what you hear me talk about. This is not just me. Like this is the philosophical center of our of our shop. So um, come check us out. And um, there's some really interesting things you can do to become a, a self-directed investor or one that tries it out. And then the second thing I'd say is like you know, support one another. You know, representation matters. Go around telling the story of investing as much as you do, and. Um, because it matters for people to see people investing that look like us and talking about it and sharing our smarts, share your knowledge and really show the world that this skin color is a ninja at investing. Appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you Thank you. So you. Much. Thank you Queen Hopefully we can um, have more interactions in the future. I'm sure that this is just the beginning of a um, very strong working relationship. So thank you for taking the time. You're amazing. And, uh, greatly appreciate it. Enjoy the rest of your evening. Yeah. Thank you to the Ally team for doing it right. Yeah. Appreciate you. Yes. <laughs> Thanks so much. Thank you. Uh, no problem. Bye-bye guys. All right. Take care. Yes. Oh man, that was powerful. That was incredible. Hey Ian, can I, can I get our earnings report off real quick? Absolutely. Yeah, shout out to our earnings report. Our earnings report is brought to you by Clear. Now, y'all know we travel a lot. LA to Atlanta, Atlanta to Detroit, Detroit to New York, New York to Miami. And uh, when we travel, we like to do it with ease. And that's why we're talking about Clear. Clear is a secure identity platform that creates frictionless journeys at the airport and beyond. Move faster through your airport security and feel confident returning to who, where, and what you love. Uh, With Clear, all you need is uh, you. That's it. After a quick one-time enrollment with the government-issued ID, you can use your face or your eyes for a safer, touchless entry uh, at airports, stadiums, and more. Uh, Clear members can add up to three friends or family members to their account for a discounted rate. And even better, kids under 18. If y'all have kids, y'all know how that is going through the airport. Uh, You can tag along for free. (laughs) That's a hassle, right? (laughs) So Clear is the absolute best way to help you back to what you love. They have locations in over 35 airports across the country, making it easier, safer, and faster to reunite with the loved ones and take full advantage of the much needed vacation. 
it works great with pre-check too. So if you got pre-check, you, you, you know about pre-check. TSA pre-check, pre yeah. saved my life. Sa saved his life. And right now for a limited time, you can get your first two months of Claire for free. So just go to claireme.com slash Market Mondays and use the code Market Mondays. That's Claire, C-L-E-A-R, me, M-E.com uh, slash Market Mondays. Code Market Mondays for the first two months free. Claire, uh, that's Claire me. Dot com. Yeah, you guys right, shout out to endorse anything that I don't love. I've been using Clear for years. Oh, it's a lifesaver. It's a lifesaver. <laughs> you know what? TSA on um, pre-check, I just got hip to that. And uh, you don't gotta take your sneakers off. Uh it's I don't I, I'm not I'm surprised why so many people don't don't use Clear and these services. Uh it's it's actually it doesn't make sense not to use it. I look I looked at him, I said, nah man, things are different. He said, You're gonna take your shoes off? I said, nah, times yeah. have changed. I actually just, I actually today went to get my parents uh, to, to get their 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 uh, account up and running. So real quick, let me run down uh, our earnings. So companies that we've obviously spoken about on Market Mondays, Wednesday, big one, NVIDIA will be reporting. And Snowflake, Smalls, you all right with that? NVIDIA, you still in there? He's in, <laughs> he's waiting. Long term, uh, you'll be good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thursday, uh, Best Buy and Salesforce. I know Shai's been killing me about Salesforce, but I, I, I'm still a believer in sales. Don't, don't do it now, don't kill me now. Uh, but I'm still a firm believer in Salesforce as the world opens back up and people start going back to work. And there's like people saying they're not going back to work. So that's gonna help as well. And then Gap, Gap is reporting on Thursday. Now, about a year ago, we had an announcement that Kanye West was having a line with Gap. Shout out to Yeezy. Shout out to Yeezy. The stock was at $9. We might've mentioned it uh, because we believe in Kanye and everything he touches turns into gold as far as the fashion world for sure and music. Uh, and so now if you look at Gap right now, GPS is a ticker. It is trading at 32 plus dollars. Mm -hmm. Triple, triple, quadruple. All time oh, high is 52.91, so. Yep. And what did you see the news today? He said that the Yeezy line will be out in June. The Yeezy line will be in, out in June. So the Gap and Yeezy line will be out in June, which is, I'm sure will be selling out in every that's store. Gonna that's gonna go crazy. It's gonna go crazy. Just in time for the summer, Yeezy has blessed that's, us once again. That's and, gonna uh, go crazy. Costco will be reporting on Thursday as well. Uh, another one of these retail spaces. Uh, and Ulta Beauty. A lot of people sleep on Ulta Beauty, but if you, Absolutely. If you know, you know. If you know, you know, you know do not yeah. sleep on all the beauty. They will be reporting on Thursday. Yeah. Best Buy solid, NVIDIA solid, Gap solid. Kanye is probably one of the biggest value drivers of all time. Oh my gosh. In, in any industry. If you so. question whether he could do it, I'm just telling you, we, we, you're, you're gonna see again. Kanye, um, a genius in the making. Uh, Already think, made. Well, I say that cause I don't think he's even reached his full potential okay. Yet. Okay. at all. That's fair. Yeah. He's, yeah. he's still got he still got a long way to go. Um, all right, I want to do like five more minutes, ten more minutes. All right, sure, let's do it. Let's do it. You're in a good mood uh, today. Hey, we may do a four tier. <laughs> <laughs> let's go. With some of these names. Oh, here. actually, actually, well, let's do that at the end. Let's do that at the end. All right. Uh, let's go. Let's get a young lady. Let's go to Natalie. Natalie Jerome, we are coming to you. Now, when we come to you, you gotta be ready. There's no fridge breaks. I'm saying this now to give you a fair warning. You don't have to be nervous. A lot of people say, this is my first time, I'm so don't be nervous. It's just Troy and Rashad and Ian. And we just having a conversation. If you got a question, feel free to ask it. Natalie, you've been unmuted. What's going on? Unmute yourself. <laughs> What's going on, fellas? Good evening, how are you? Great, how are you? Great, I'm good, thank you. I actually had a question for the queen, but she has exited the building. I wanted to get her thoughts 
on the real estate market since we had uh, an economist on hand. Um, but I did see the episode with Kiana and uh, MG, and they think that everything is going to be um, on the up for the next few years. But I did want her um, opinion on that. I forgot to explain. <laughs> are you investing for the long term or are you flipping? Um, I am definitely um, looking to invest long term. Um, I want to get um, some hold under my belt. Um, I'm not opposed to a flip, but I do understand that I need to hold. Absolutely. If you look historically what the returns are, um, they are on par. That's P500. I mean, short answer, if you invest in a good area and you buy at a good price, real estate's an easy win. It's an easy win. So you, if you're holding for five, 10 year period, you'll be good. You'll be good. Yeah, absolutely. I'm in the Atlanta market, so oh, you're you know. booming. Oh, Come on, the houses in Alpharetta in 07 were what, 350, 325 for like, yeah, you're, you're good. Well, the house hacking with the um, multifamily is hard out here, so I'm trying to look into zoning to see if I can possibly um, turn some single families into uh, families. Um, so. Um, outside of that, I would need to look outside of the metro area. Um, I'm also looking into tax lien investing. So I have a few things that um, I'm looking into out here in Atlanta. I mean, so, if you can go look at that cross area and find something in, in bankruptcy. May not yeah, be the off-market deals, absolutely. Yeah. The probate and, um, you know, subject to deals. I'm taking in so much content. So my problem is execution. And I've definitely gotten a few um, accountability partners that are holding uh, me to some things. Love it, love <laughs> it, love it, love it. Shout out to the accountability teams. Accountability teams are extremely important. One of the things that we did in EYL University early on, I read a book um, that really changed my perspective on things called the 12 week year. Um, That's a great book. That's so slept on. Oh my God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, yeah, I think that was our, our first book. I think that's the first book that we read in the book yeah. club. And uh, so the, the whole premise behind the 12 week year is that a lot of times people make goals. Um, all right, I'll give you an example. So the goal is like, I want to lose 20 pounds, right? For the year. So you start uh, January 1st, you get a gym membership, you get a diet plan, and um, you fall off the wagon after a couple of weeks. And at the end of the year, not only did you not lose 20 pounds, but you actually gained five pounds problem is that that's not really an attainable goal because you didn't set any parameters to achieve the goal. So the 12 week year, the whole theory is that you break the year down into 12, every 12 weeks is a year, mm -hmm. right? And you mm -hmm. could do that. I actually, I started doing it um, every week and then every month. So instead yeah. of saying, I'm, I'm going to lose 20 pounds, you say, okay, I'm going to lose five pounds uh, for the first 60 days of the year. Mm -hmm. Right. But how you, how you, um, how you accomplish that is not really to say, I'm just going to lose five pounds because that's not really a goal either. The goal is to say, what's the actionable items steps that's going to get me to that. So I know if I go to the gym four times a week mm -hmm. and I eat low carbs and I stay over training with micro sheet. Exactly. <laughs> Have exactly. a balanced diet. <laughs> so, so that's, that's really the goal. The goal is not really to lose the five pounds. The goal is to go to the gym five times a week, the goal is to eat low carbs, go to that, because we know if we follow those steps, then the end result will lead yeah. to us losing yeah. five. It's the same thing with making money. People say, I want to make $100,000, but what does that really mean? The steps that you need to make 
hundred thousand dollars is you need to sell. If you sell merchandise, you need to sell 50 pairs of your yeah. hoodies every single week. So how do you sell the 50 pairs of hoodies? You need to go to 10 barbershops. You need to go to swap meet. You need to do all these different things. So yeah, yeah accountability partners is part of that 12 week cycle. So if anybody's interested, check out the book. Um, it's cool. something that's extremely important and extremely beneficial if you're trying to accomplish a goal. Yeah, the, the product, it's gonna be a byproduct. The results are gonna be a byproduct of the steps that you take. Yeah. And so the 12 week year, every week now becomes a month of the year. And so it's kind of dope, like, well, what have I done for January? What have I done for February? It's March already, have I met my goals? So everything gets compressed into a shorter time, which gives you more time to say, look, I gotta be super focused to get these tasks done. And what the accountability teams do is, and I think this is so beautiful and, and it, it worked out perfectly is that most people in these accountability teams have no idea who each other are. All they know is the goal that you have set for yourself. Yeah. And so all they're, all they're really trying to do is make sure that you can obtain that goal. And so when people are trying to help you just reach your goal with no judgment, it's a beautiful thing because all they know is what you want to do. They know nothing else about you. And as the groups keep growing, then you start to get to learn, learn the person. And it's like, okay, well, Here's where you need to maybe some help in. Here's where my, my strengths. And it, it, it kind of becomes a balancing act inside of a group. That's why I think it's so dope. So shout out to everybody in the accountability club. Shout out to Janet. I got a new name for Janet. What's that? The Janceler. Shout out to Janet. The Janceler. Everybody, that's, that's what you're going to Very, very important person. But also <laughs> I want to say, even if you're not, it's power in groups and power in numbers. So like if you just are starting investing, investment clubs, you don't have to have a formal investment club. Like you can pull together two or three of your friends and hold each other accountable. It's nobody wants to disappoint you. You have no problem disappointing yourself, but you don't want to disappoint somebody else. Yeah. Mm. That's, that's just human nature. That's why accountability partners are so strong because if you promise you're going to do something and somebody checks in on you nine times out of 10, even if you don't want to do it, you'll do it just because you don't want to have the embarrassment or the disappointment of not actually doing what you said you're going to do. But if you don't have anybody to be accountable to, then you're just not going to do anything. So I encourage everybody investing, business, whatever, relationships, um, put together your own accountability teams in your own life. Um, and you'll see that it will, it will greatly improve your situation. It's just like we're working still a do job. The work. Yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. you got to. Yeah, you got to. Um yeah, I think we still have it in our Facebook group. Jan, we still got that on Audible? Can we can we talk about next week? Or is it too early Man, to speak about this? Listen, do it. All right. You so, it, yeah. Next please. next week. Next week. Um yeah, definitely it's uh it's one of these situations where it, it had definitely has the potential to probably be one of the most legendary moments of EYL history um, so far. And that says a lot. Mm -hmm. um, that says a lot. We've had a lot of great, mo not Market Monday's history, just EYL history. Yeah. Um, if you are familiar with history, you know that the 100th year anniversary of the bombing of uh, Black Wall Street in Tulsa, Oklahoma is next week. Mm -hmm. um, actually next Monday. Ironically That's, enough, yeah, um, seven o'clock, seven o'clock. So, we have been invited by the good brother Hill Harper um, to come to come to Black Wall Street, Greenwood Ave, um, Greenwood Ave, and film a live Market Mondays with Hill Harper as our guest on actually almost the same exact time 
that the bombing took place 100 years ago. On the same exact corner. On the same corner. Where the first business was founded. Yes. So we will be there. We will be there in the flesh. And I got chills. Live um, on that corner. We're doing a live market Mondays from Tulsa, Oklahoma. Inside of a black owned business. Yes. Um, so it, it, yeah, it's gonna, we'll have more details to come, but um, yeah, definitely want, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> be there, be there. It's, it's open to the public. There. It's gonna be special. Open to the public. Um, don't meet us there, beat us there. Um, I spoke to my boy, Wall Street Trapper. He said he's coming just to bring his daughter, just to experience the situation. I'm gonna bring my son. My family will be there. Um, yep. Looking forward to it. Yeah. Looking forward to it. Yeah, we, we, we spoke about, I believe like probably early on when we were saying, look, Black Wall Street, this is gonna be different, but I, I think we've created our own street. I'm, I'm gonna call it Earn Your Leisure Way. And there's a lot of, lot of, lot of things being built on Earn Your Leisure Way, whether if you're trying to get credit through uh, him 500 or you trapping in the trap house on Earn Your Leisure Way with, with, with Ian or you trapping with Trapper or you know, you're getting mortgages from MG to Mortgage Guy. There's a lot being built. And so I'm so happy to even be a part of this this is bigger than Ernie Lee. This is like his Huge. life history. It's, like this is the, it's, it's, one of the biggest moments of my life. It's, a, it's, um, it's gonna be a monumental event. I'm excited. It's gonna be a monumental event. And um, I encourage anybody that can come to come. And um, yeah, we're looking forward to it. So shout out to Hill Harper. Uh, yeah. Like I said, um, we'll have more information. We need to get at least 10,000 people watching this live. So maybe we can do like a giveaway to encourage people. I mean, I don't think we should have to do giveaways. Week? Yeah. Uh, we'll we'll uh, do a big next week. I'm a, yeah, yeah, we'll, fi yeah. we'll figure something out because we need to get as many people watching that as possible. Because, and aside from the Black Wall Street conversation, I mean, Hill Harper's actually launching. He's, his, got, he's his, got some breaking news. Yeah, his, his uh, yeah. crypto wallet, the first black um crypto wallet um is going to be. So yeah, I mean, that con the conversation on crypto and what he's doing, if anybody that's not familiar with Hill Harper, um, legendary actor. Yeah. He was in a President Obama's cabinet, or he was an mm -hmm. advisor yeah. to President Obama. A good friend of President Obama went to college with him. Um, legendary guy, man. I, he, I mean, I was actually we sat down with Derek Ferguson yesterday, and we were talking about Hill Harper. He's an actor, but I think beyond acting, like this guy has two degrees from Harvard, like super One educated. Guys, yeah. One of the smartest people you'll ever meet, and he just so happens to act as well. Um, yeah. We sat down with him had. A great conversation uh, when we were in LA. I'm excited for. It. I'm excited for the people to actually hear what he has coming, man. It's going to be monumental. Yeah, monumental. His career, he's always been intelligent. Um, oh my gosh. Yeah. Different he's level. Special. Different yeah. level. Oh, and Ian Dunlap will be there. <laughs> I mean, of course. Yeah, Ian know, Dunlap will be in history there. every every week. So, the Panda family, show up. Don't tell. Show up. Make we're, we're making history. Um, also, the moves that we're going to make, move in silence, go study what happened on Black Wall Street. I'm going to be in full Dick Gregory mode for our ancestors. Trust me. I'm going to bring some fire next week. Yeah. Yeah. Looking forward to it. It's yeah. going to be good. Uh, yeah, that's going to be good. Um, all right. Well, another uh, Market Mondays. Um, yes. Shout out to our esteemed guest, Lule. That was uh, amazing. Uh, for her to come, shout out to Ally. Um, yeah, it's gonna be great. It's gonna be a great time next week. I'm really, I'm really. I don't get excited too often. Yeah, it's gonna be big. But yeah, I'm excited for next week, yeah. and, and I'm excited for Wednesday. 
That's gonna to be- To go to South Beach. Hey, wait, I, I had it in my, I told man, you, man. I wish I was gonna be here. <laughs> hey, yo, Ian, I had, I, I'm serious. I had it in my emergency contact. I told Mike that. He was like, Troy, I got you, Yo, man. you might as well just stay, in. Nah, you just don't say exactly where you are. I'm not gonna say where you are, but just stay where you are. We'll be there. Yeah, we pulling out. And we're gonna make a whole a whole movie out of it. L- literally. Put on she, yeah, Mike hit me yesterday. The funny part is like, when I was on my super gladiator thing, his overtraining program, like I was in the gym using his overtraining program and looking at Think or Swim. Um, Mike's dope, underrated as hell when it comes to business too. Um, for those of you who are in the fitness, you know how big and, you know, he was like probably the biggest student that came from CT, but his work ethic, but that work ethic in a gym led to him being a great business person. Uh, Mike's career, man, is gonna be incredible over these next five, six years. So um, yeah, I'm excited to see what you guys cook up. Yeah, I think people saying that 60 Minutes did a segment on Tulsa last night. Uh, I know LeBron and Spring Hill Entertainment are doing a special on, actually on Monday, they're putting out on CNN. So. It's good. It's gonna be a, a big week. Mav, call us, day. please. Yeah. What what super chats are you referring? Some people say you're not answering questions for super. I don't see any super. You see super chats? I'm I mean, not, my. I turn my. I don't see. Off. I'm not sure what questions you're referring to. But throw the question in the chat. And uh, I hate when people ask the same question. I don't see the question. It's like they they ask that simply. Logic has asked this question ten times already. I don't see the super chat question, bro. It's not done intentionally. Or you guys can put it in chat for us, and then yeah, I'll be able to answer. I don't really know what homework scholarship vibes. Go watch every past episode of Market Mondays for those of you who ask for a scholarship. All the answers are there and the picks and how to get in and how to get out. Yeah, yeah I, don't I don't want to do the work. Any, I don't see one super chat. There's no super chats. I don't know. I'm not sure. Maybe, maybe we, I, I just turned my internet maybe, on. Maybe my uh, you see a super chat, Jamal? But the time of wanting to get in is, is key. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, tomorrow, check out EYL. We are we got a dope conversation about outsourcing eight o'clock live. Check it out on our YouTube channel, all podcast outlets. Meet us in Miami at three o'clock on Wednesday. It's free. It's for the community. It's an open workout. It's positive. And then it's, so we're going to answer questions about business and then we go on network and then meet us in Tulsa, Oklahoma on Monday. Seven o'clock is gonna be lit. Yeah, we're going live at eight. We're going no, live. No, we're going live at seven. Seven? I think it's central, it's central it's central oh, time. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah, we're going live at seven. My apologies. Yeah. All right. Well, you know how this this works, man. This is the end of, of Market Mondays. Obviously, we're always gonna encourage you to please reach out to somebody. Reach out to somebody. Anybody that you have in your contact list, go through your contact list. A lot of y'all have a lot of people that y'all haven't spoken to in 10 years, 15 years, probably for the right reason. But if there's somebody that you just broke a relationship with and you don't even know what happened, a lot of times that happens is like signals get crossed and you lose contact with somebody, but you had a value to raise them in the past. Reach out, see how they're doing. Um, one conversation, one text message could change the, trajectory of somebody's life. I, I say that because I've really seen it happen and I've really lived it. So please do that. We encourage you to do that. Um, shout out to all my teachers. Shout out to everybody that is investing and in, uh, taking advantage of all the information that they're getting. As you know, applications on, uh, information's on us, applications on y'all. <laughs> shout, um, out, shout out to my boy. Uh, shout out to my boy. Oh, he's on the D. Uh, I was playing his album yesterday. 
Oh, uh, T Grizzly? T Grizzly. You said shout Grizzly, out to my teacher. Yeah. You said I, I got more money than anybody I went to school with, including my teachers. <laughs> <laughs> shout out to T Grizzly. Shout out to T Grizzly. That's my guy. That's a fact. <laughs> <laughs> T is smart too, man. Like, if you look at yeah, this page, yeah, yeah. he's smart. You guys have yeah. to stop confusing a, a, the aesthetics of a person with not being intelligent. Some of the people who do not look that smart are very well invested. And you yeah, can man. always I, I heard a I heard a lyric from him and and when like when we hear lyrics, I'm hearing like, oh that that little bar is a, a lesson right there. He said, um, uh my boys went from getting suspended to getting indicted. And so like that that school to prison pipeline, I was like, ooh, that's a bar right there. We could teach yeah. a whole lesson on just that bar. Um so shout out to T Grizzly, shout out to Detroit. What up though? Yeah. Shout out to my man Ken. Troy's always Ken? the responsible one. I'll be ready to talk spicy. <laughs> Troy's the humble servant. He's the humble servant, Bible study, family man. Appreciate Troy it. Joy, that's the way though. Yeah. I'll be on some like, let's get these bottles, let's more bottles this situation, but. Yeah, I go see, I'll be in the background of the picture. Man, man. More bottles, okay, this way. <laughs> Uh, hey yo, we, Ian, we, let's let Ian have the oh, last Ian, word. Oh, Ian, last word is yours, my brother. Uh, shout out to my family. Love you guys dearly. Um, Xander, if you're up, go to bed, please. Um, Red Panda family, I love you guys so much. And everybody who's watching, um, I appreciate you guys so much. Uh, type in the biggest lesson that you learned since you've been watching the show. And uh, Stock Club Call it be after. We'll only be on 10 minutes, for real. Um, but I'm excited as hell for next week. Um, I wish my grandmother was alive so I can tell her about this. Like, this is different. It's, it's, different. it's one of those moments. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Hey, and yo, and shout out to my boy, G Self. Where you, where you kicked out? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out to my man, Greg Self, man. Greg, G I need the Red Panda joints immediately. The EYL joints G immediately. So. immediately. <laughs> yeah, the, the bird greens are out, man. We, 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 we put. Janet, can you put it in the chat? Can you put it in a, in the Zoom chat? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out to shout out to my boy yeah. who create. I mean, a real sneakerhead. He probably has over five hundred pairs. Support. He's been support. buying and buying, and now he owns his own shoe. Support black business, man. We doing it in real life, y'all. Yeah, All love right, is guys. love. Appreciate y'all. Peace. Run out. Peace. Week. Be Tomorrow. great. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.